And hello and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones, and we're with Land Lion Ministry. And we're excited about today's program as we're going to talk about prophetic inspiration. And of course, for those of you that are following us live on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so that they can follow along with us as well. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you've given us your word to light our paths, especially in these dark times. Lord. A lot of trouble, a lot of bad news. Uh, Lord, we really need hope and encouragement. And I thank you that Bible prophecy provides that. So we pray, Lord, for all those tuned in, that you'll help them grow and get that hope. And uh, Lord, that you may bless this conversation for your honor and glory. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista and Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we're excited about today's program because we believe it's going to encourage you. So we want you to stay tuned. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Brother, always great to be on studying the Word of God with you. And thank you for all of you tuned in. I hope that we'll all grow a little together as we go through God's Word today. Whoa, Nathan, our topic uh, is last day's inspired prophecy. And I'm so glad that I get to do this program with you because you get to inspire me. Oh, the Bible inspires me. But brother, your endless charisma and encouraging words are I'll just light up my day in each week. So, Lord, I just thank you for Vic. Praise the Lord. Well, Nathan, you know, we're talking about inspiration and it's kind of nice when we're able to encourage each other. But would you agree, Nathan, that we're living in a time where inspiration is so much needed each week? We're just bombarded with so many, so much sad news that was happening around the world, around America. Uh, we just celebrated September 11th, not too long ago. And we were all reminded how when September 11th, 20 years ago occurred, how our nation, everybody came together united to inspire and encourage each other and nathan how far we've drifted from that would you agree oh my goodness in 20 years my uh, daughter was born just a few days before 9 11 so she just celebrated her 20th birthday wow I believe that's been 20 years since 9 11 but yeah what a time man when we were attacked uh, the world trade center collapsed and it seemed like all americans were united they were going back to church again and Unfortunately, it didn't last too long, right? A few months, we hit the snooze button. We sent our soldiers out to war overseas and kind of forgot all about them. And uh, it's, I, again, I don't say we, we forgot them. I don't want to be disparaging to anybody in service. But uh, as, for a war, Americans weren't terribly vested uh, in what was going on day to day. And it, we should have been. We absolutely should have been knowing what was going on each day and supporting and center troops and not running up the bill on a credit card or Given all our weapons and over to the Taliban after 20 years, boy, that was a kick in the pants. But yeah, it's absolutely amazing to think that 20 years now that we've been trying to fight and keep terrorism at bay and uh, we're a different society and I wouldn't say we're a better society, would you? I, I agree. I think you, you made a good point. We're a different society. And uh, yeah, Nathan, in a time of desperation, we need inspiration. There's a lot of deception. This, we've come a long way. And I believe that as long as we're still here as the church, as Christian, that we have an opportunity to um, try to do the best we can to continue to make things better as we trust the Lord. But definitely we are we are facing those last of the last days challenges especially now with covid and these mandates and um, 
just uh, decisions that are being made from the government that don't make much sense. So we keep our government in prayer, but uh, our 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 deficit in terms of what uh, the country is in debt is almost like somebody said, like $30 trillion. I mean, it's just unbelievable how far we've come in 20 years, Nathan. Well, yeah, I mean, George W. Bush, I think he, if I remember reading, we only had five, six trillion in debt. And now we're up to 30. We put two major wars on credit cards. We're spending like fiends. The Democrats and the Rhino Republicans seem to use budgets to buy votes. Uh, I think of one of the founding fathers who said that a, a republic will die when the people realize they can vote the money out of the coffers. In other words, when the public realizes that, hey, they can get all the money they can out of the government, uh, they do that, and then eventually the democracy collapses. And brother, I think we're getting closer to that. I mean, we're 125% of gross domestic product is our debt. Uh, we're heading towards bankruptcy. I mean, look at what it's done to the Japanese since the 90s. They're running at almost 200% debt to their gross domestic product. And they've been in an economic slump for decades. I don't know if America will collapse financially all at once, but we certainly can recede very quickly and no longer be the, the premier country of the world. And the Bible prophesies that. Uh, Israel is supposed to grow and become the superpower of the world the Antichrist kingdom will consume all the other nations, including the United States. So there will be an economic collapse. Uh, we're told that in Revelation uh, 6. So we know that eventually the world will collapse economically. But I believe, brother, that's for after the rapture of the church. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I agree, Nathan. And that's why uh, we we see all these things developing. And it's just signs of the times uh, for us as church, as Christians, to really recognize the times in which we're living in. We're living in the last of the last days. Uh, Paul was explaining that to Timothy uh, in 2 Timothy 3, where he was talking about the last days. And you and I talked about this last week, how some of the signs is going to be deception. There's going to be men, people uh, in the church, outside of the church, growing worse and worse. And yet we are called as Christians, as believers, uh, to live differently, to do what's right in the midst of the corruption, in the midst of this uh, challenges in the e economy, that we must continue to uh, live the straight uh, line and we are to point people to Jesus. And Nathan, that's why we love the word of God, because Paul knows that his time is short on the earth. He knows that Timothy is getting a little bit discouraged because of all the situations. And yet Paul finds the time to encourage Timothy in what his responsibilities are. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, and open us up there in verses 10 through 13? But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me, Paul, at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And out of them, all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Mm. Nathan, those three verses really packed a punch with everything that they're loaded with. It's like a double barrel shotgun there. <laughs> Uh, here's Paul giving his final words before he's about to be beheaded to Timothy. And he's saying, yeah, man, being a Christian is rough. You know, he, Paul thought it was tough being a Pharisee, but after he got saved, it's <laughs> really 
stop being a Christian. It's think about the, what Christians are going through in Nigeria as Boko Haram is wiping out whole villages in China where you're losing rights and freedoms if you don't basically worship the communist government. See North Korea with Christians in concentration camps uh, all over the world, especially in the Islamic world, Christians are persecuted, beaten, and killed. I can't imagine how bad it must be in Afghanistan right now for the Christians. Many of them are boldly going door to door sharing the gospel because they know that the Taliban are just going to kill them at any time. Uh, we think we're persecuted in the West, but we know we're not persecuted like that. But it's starting. So the whole world is trying to eject Christ and Christianity off this world. It's It's like they're trying to close it down in every type of venue. And we know when we read about the tribulation time period that after the church is raptured, many people will come to know Jesus Savior and the Antichrist will try to wipe them out, try to remove every Jew and Christian off the planet during that time period. So the world is only going to get more and more hostile to Christians. But it's interesting is who's persecuting Christians and persecuting Christ? Uh, verse 13, evil men and imposters they're going to get worse and worse, and certainly they are. They're deceiving, but what's interesting is they're also being deceived. Mm. I think of the, the the useful idiot. I believe that was what Karl Marx called those who helped them get into power, useful idiots. And a lot of these evil people are looking to pad their own pockets. They're being deceived by Satan themselves. They're useful idiots to advance his purpose, which is global dominion and worldwide praise. Nathan, what a great point you just made. I mean, we look at that also in Revelation chapter 16, where it talks about these deceptive spirits coming out of the mouth of the dragon. And, uh, and, and we see how people are so deceived. They actually, and it's funny how they actually think they're deceiving us when they themselves don't see that they're the ones being deceived. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you need any example of that, look at California's recall vote yesterday. Gavin Newsom ran the state into the ground. It's burning, an economical disaster, homeless everywhere, lockdowns, businesses out, and 64% of the state voted him back in as governor. What? I mean, speak about being deceived. Oh, and Nathan, and that's why when we turn to scripture and we look at what Jesus said will be some of the incredible signs of, of, of the end times. I mean, Matthew 24 just describes to us so much what was happening right now. And the fact that deception is that one thing that we're going to be spreading like wildfire and people not even recognize it, we see the spirit of Antichrist is present. We see the spirit of Antichrist already blinding the minds and the hearts of the people. And it's just amazing uh, to me, Nathan, when people don't see, especially Christians, what's going on right before their eyes. Yeah, that's why we need the Bible. The Bible gives us a view outside our own limited understanding, from a God's eye point of view. And without that, we're lost. We're deceived too. And thank goodness, if you're saved, you got the Holy Spirit in you. You can turn to the Bible for truth and Bible prophecy tell us what's coming. So, you know, we hear uh, a lot, especially secularists, upset, uh, for instance, about the vaccine. Well, why aren't the the, the people getting vaccinated? And and or they'll talk about global warming. Why aren't people more upset about global warming? And you know, they panic because they don't understand that God's in control of all things. And we know as Christians that there is a spiritual battle going on behind the things of this world, as Ephesians 6 tells us. And so we know that this is all leading up to worldwide control by the Antichrist. So I read an article from the BBC today that was saying, where is this great reset uh, conspiracy coming from? You know, it's here we're all these great leaders in Europe are talking about global sustainability, but these 
these people in America, especially these Christians, are saying that this is a global conspiracy to push a one-world government. You know, they're conspiracy theorists. That's nonsense. It's like, no, it's not nonsense. As Christians, we know what the spiritual battle is going on. We know where it's heading. And so it's it's obvious what's not obvious to these globalists should be obvious to the rest of us as Christians that, yeah, this is being used to further Satan's agenda to set himself up as the one world leader. And the Bible prophesies that's his end goal and that will happen. Exactly. Yeah. And Nathan, and that's that's why we find how the enemy is trying to twist things around. So the truth is not revealed about him. But yet the scriptures continue to be very clear for those that are seeking truth. And Paul encouraging Timothy, say, as we're going to talk about that, the importance of the scripture when it comes to revealing uh, or shining light on deception. At Matthew chapter 24, Nathan, beginning on verse 4, and you and I have touched on this before. If we can look at those verses, verses 4 through 12, uh, I'll pick up verses 4 through 7, Nathan, and if you wouldn't mind picking up verses 8 through 12, so that we can continue to shed light into the deception that is already upon us. Absolutely. Yeah. And Jesus, writing there and speaking to his disciples, says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. And that's Matthew 24, verse 4. And then verse 5 says, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. All these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations will rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of sorrow, verse 9. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Oh, Nathan, and I, I, I just, those, those words, I can just imagine as Paul is uh, writing to Timothy uh, about people deceive and being deceived. And uh, again, Jesus himself shared that this will be some of those signs that we should be looking for rather than calling conspiracy theories. It's almost like, no, these are revelation what we're seeing in front of us. Yeah, the context of Matthew 24 with its parallels in Luke 21 and Mark 13 is the apostles had just heard Jesus say that the temple would be destroyed in three days. And they're like, what? And they want to know the temple will be destroyed. That's impossible. You know, that's God's house. And so they said, well, what are the signs leading up to that? And what are the signs leading up to the end of the, the age you're ushering in and the signs leading up to your second coming? And so these three questions, Jesus answers by giving 10 signs that people can look at that point to his soon return. And Jesus also added that they would happen I and mean, they've always happened in history, but they would increase in frequency and intensity the closer we got to the Lord's return. So uh, we're talking about deception. Well, yes, deception, false teachers, false Christ, false prophets would increase in frequency and intensity and more and more the closer we get to the Lord's return. Uh, he said wars and rumors of wars. That's another sign that, yeah, the, the world would continue. Peace would never come to the world. No matter all these people who want to bring peace by human government, it's not going to happen. Not at all. He's talking about famines. Uh, across the world, pestilences. Well, brother, we're living that with COVID right now. Earthquakes increasing, which all the signs show that earthquakes are increasing in frequency and intensity. 
And notice verse 8. Jesus says, all these are the beginnings of sorrows. These, In other words, these are just the signs, the birth pains leading up to the birth of the baby. And the birth of the baby is the tribulation. It's God's wrath poured out upon this world for seven years. It's just like when Jesus uh, or and God destroyed the earth in the flood. God's going to judge the earth by a seven-year tribulation time period. And here it is. They'll deliver you up to tribulation or trials and kill you, and you'll be hated for by all the nations for my sake. And certainly Christians are most hated in this world. Uh, I love this verse 10. And then many will be offended. Brother, do we not live in a time period with all the social justice wokeness where everybody's offended all the time? And they're going to betray each other, and they'll hate each other. Well, that's like that's society today, isn't it? I mean, there's no difference. And what's the, another defining? Verse 12, lawlessness. Lawlessness will abound. Boy, 2020 saw lawlessness spread across the world. And because people have no regard for other people, the love of many will grow cold. Uh, Jesus absolutely just defined our time period. Nathan, that is amazing. And again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. Again, we're talking about this very important topic of last days inspiration prophecy. And again, we're talking about deception. We're talking about what the Bible has to say and how we can escape these things. And Nathan, everything you said, it, it's just amazing to me. Uh, it's almost like read. you open up the newspaper and you start to look at the Word of God and it's almost like page for page and word for word. It's right in front of us. And I believe, again, God is just uh, calling out to people while there is still time. He's giving them. Sometimes people say, well, if God will only give me a sign. Right, Nathan? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I saw a great political cartoon this week. It was his house and it was flying in the sky with all these tornadoes, hurricanes, fires and earthquakes going all around it. And all these things are labeled. And uh, the little word bubbles over the house is maybe God is trying to send us signs to tell us that uh, he's displeased with us. And the other <laughs> word bubble says, who? And isn't that true? A society that forgets God. I mean, God talks through natural disasters like weather, yes. obviously through the word, the Bible, through preachers and teachers and stuff. But if he can't get people's attention that way, he uses natural disasters. And we are living and a time period filled with natural disasters, and it's proven it's increasing in frequency and intensity. Now, the humanist world says, oh, well, that's man-made global warming. Well, no, I found 47 verses in the Bible that say that God controls the weather. He controls it, not us. So this is God using the weather to get our attention, and instead of the world saying, oh, wait, God, what are you trying to tell us? They're trying to explain it away as natural phenomena. Again, that's another satanic deception. Nathan, you mentioned something really important, and you said that God speaks to us through his word, and I cannot agree more. And the reason why maybe maybe people are not listening today is because they're not in God's word, especially believers. Some people, Nathan, sadly to say, they only pick up the Bible maybe once or twice a week if they go to church on Sunday and they remember to bring it. <laughs> but then outside of that, uh, we don't find people really reading the word and seeking the Lord so that he can speak to them. And that's also part of the, the challenge, Nathan, with Christianity today, with with, 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 the, with the churches, is that people are, are very confused. And part of it has to do because of their lack of getting in the word of God and prayer so that they would discern what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the Lord is trying to shake us up. He's telling us. Matter of fact, that's the beauty of one of the many beautiful things about the Lord is 
he always warns before he brings judgment. And he is warning the world. Come back to me. Repent. Turn to me again and again. Hey, disasters tend to bring people together and get them focused on what's after this life. But we keep turning away and turning over. We're going to fix it ourselves. And brother, I think last year or two especially, we can't. We don't have the ability. And these vaccines aren't fixing everybody. Everybody getting sick now seems to have had the vaccine or uh, natural disasters. As soon as our uh, Louisiana cleans up one hurricane, another one hits. Or mm. uh, freak weather, earthquakes, all our fires burning, biggest fires across the uh, western United States and into uh, the Mediterranean area. Heat waves across uh, places like Russia and uh, Canada, which they've never seen 110 degree temperatures before. The Lord is shaking up the earth. And we know we know that this is the end time because of that one super sign. Right. Vic, what's the super sign that tells us this is the end times? Well, Nathan, also, we just have to look at Israel and we can see the regathering of God's people and, and all eyes pointing in that direction. That's also a great super sign. Absolutely. Yeah. Jesus said that the generation that sees the fig tree rebud, in other words, Israel become a nation again, will be that generation and not by years, but era, that time period when Israel's a nation again. That's the generation that sees Jesus return. Brother, we are living in the time of that super sign. Absolutely. And, and, and Nathan, also, if people need to remember, OK, so what is our role to play? What should I be focused on? What should I be doing uh, if these are the last of the last days? And again, uh, we're going to pick it up in verse 14 through 17. Nathan, if you can uh, read those for us so individuals can see what we should be focusing on. OK, well, circling back to Second Timothy three, picking up in verse 14. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Ooh. Isn't that a beautiful passage, Nathan? I mean, there's just so much in there to encourage and inspire. Yeah, I'm that Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17 is a, one of my favorite verses. I, I've memorized it, that one a lot growing up, and it's in Bible drills, and people quote it a lot, you name it. But it's, it shows you what the value is of the Bible and how if you're not in the Bible, you know, you're going to church maybe once in a blue moon and you never crack open your Bible. Well, you are missing out on the lifeline of Jesus Christ. It's kind of like going into a football game and not having a playbook and just kind of winging it. Could you imagine how badly a professional football team would do if they just went in and winged it? No, they have plays, they practice, they read, they know, they know the signs that their coach gives them uh, so they can play the best game and win. But many of us, brother, we take advantage of our faith. We wander through life aimless without a playbook and then we wonder why all these bad things happen to us and we don't understand it. That's why, as it says here in 2 Timothy, we need to get in the Holy Scriptures. The Scriptures guide us and it tell us what's going on. It's the light that lights our feet and for the path so that we know where to go. It's the playbook of life, which tells us what's going on. Uh, without it, we're lost. So I'm glad all you tuned in. You love the Bible. You're reading the Bible. Uh, keep it up because it's going to tell you how to live in this life and what to, what's going on. 
Excellent point. And Nathan, not only that, but also prophetically speaking, as we get in the word and we study the word and we understand Bible prophecy in the word, we can see that the things that are being foretold should not be a surprise to us. People should be able to pick up on the events that are taking place because the Bible speaks uh, regarding the, the future. And you and I have been teaching Bible prophecy for many, many years. And you and I, we get our inspiration from where else? Well, the Word of God. And that's what, uh, for, uh, excuse me, um, Second Peter chapter 1, verses 19, 19 through 21, Nathan, and you and I have taught on this before, but it's just amazing passages to show people that the God is at work through his scripture, and he does want us to understand what's coming. He does want us to understand the future. So Nathan, do you mind if I go ahead and just read uh, 2, Timothy, uh, 2 Peter, verses 19 to 21? Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, Peter writes, he says, we also have the prophetic word made more sure, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of men, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, moved or inspired, right, Nate, is another word that we could use. Absolutely. And we're talking about the closed canon, the, the word of God. In other words, the Holy Spirit came to the prophets and apostles, gave them the Lord's word. And, and we have that today in the Bible. I don't believe that that gift is today. There's no new revelation. The Bible is very specific at the end of the book of Revelation that that God's uh, foretelling of the future is completed in the Bible. But as the gift of prophecy for today is foretelling warning people what the Bible says. That's, you know, kind of what we're doing now. We're forthtelling. We're letting people know, hey, the Bible says this. This is what's happening. Repent and turn to Jesus. So that aspect of the gift of prophecies today. But again, you can't can't operate without the Holy Spirit, right? As Christians, the Holy Spirit's our guide. And without the great counselor, uh, we're going in the wrong direction. So uh, stay attuned to the Holy Spirit. And you do that by staying in your Bible and studying and praying. I love that, Nathan. And, and that's why today we need inspiration. We what we should be doing. I just love verses 10 and 14, going back to Second Timothy chapter 3, because these are it's more like an action. It's like, hey, this is what you need to be doing. Verse 10, Paul says to Timothy, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of lifestyle, purpose, faith, long suffering, and perseverance. And then in verse 14, he says, But as for you, continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of. And Nathan, this is what we need. We just need to continue on the things that we were told to do. We're not inventing any new truth. Simply obey and do what we need to do. Absolutely. You know, it's a wonderful thing about being a Christian when you have the rest of the world saying, why am I here and why do I exist? Well, Christians know why we're here. We're yes. here to the gospel, to, to live out the Great Commission until the Lord returns. And why do we exist? God created us to have fellowship with him forever and his home, uh, heaven, which will be the new Jerusalem on earth one day. So we've got purpose, we've got a future, and we've got a mission. I, I mean, to be a Christian is a wonderful thing because the rest of the world languishes under those heavy questions. They don't understand why, and but we do. And that's all thanks to God revealing that in the Bible. Nathan, you know, it, it, I love that because I remember being a, a, a young person. Uh, that was a long time ago, by the way. No, but 
<laughs> and I remember asking that question, why am I on this earth? What is my purpose, right, Nathan? And isn't it awesome to know now that we what our purpose is, why we're here? We don't have to wonder. We don't have to guess. Not at all. We have a, a purpose, a mission to the hold the territory until the general returns. And that's what we're doing. Uh, we're losing ground every day. It's clear. But we're also gaining ground, too. People are getting saved every day. We got to not forget that, that the church isn't inept. It's still going. People are still getting saved. Maybe not in your neck of the woods, but certainly in Africa and China and other places. Uh, the Lord is not going to come until everybody who's saved during the church age gets saved. And when that last person's saved, Jesus will break through the clouds, call us up to come to him, and we will travel with him up to heaven. And we will spend the tribulation time period in heaven uh, and the, celebrating the marriage supper of the Lamb and preparing to return with Jesus. See him defeat evil and set up his kingdom for a thousand years on this earth. Uh, brother, we have exciting times ahead of us. And I say hallelujah for that, Nathan. Thank you so much. And maybe you're out there and you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Listen, we want to encourage you. We want to inspire you. We want to encourage you right now while there is still time. Turn to the Lord. He loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Nathan, will you be able to share with that person on the other end that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can start the relationship even right now and uh, join us in that celebration? The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, Jesus, shall not perish, but have eternal life. So if you don't know Jesus yet as your Savior, uh, start reading about him in the Bible. I would recommend starting with the book of John. Get to know Jesus. Put your faith and trust in him. And when you're ready, pray from your heart and faith and repentance, something like, Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner in need of a salvation. Please forgive me of my sins and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be washed away and you will inherit eternal life with him. Ooh, and I say hallelujah. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And for those of you that maybe just trusted in Christ, wherever you are, reach out to us, 305-992-9537. We'd love to celebrate with you, give you a Bible and a study guide so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. And we'll always say, hey, wherever you are, find a church, a good church that teaches the word of God, plug in there and get baptized and continue to grow because the Lord is coming back very, very, very soon. Nathan, what a wonderful word of inspiration that you've given to us to close us with. I really appreciate uh, always having you on. And I know we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but thank you so much, Nathan, for opening up those scriptures to us. Well, thank you for picking the scriptures. I know the Lord led you to, to us to those passages. So thank you, Vic. Oh, praise the Lord. And again, for those of you that are part of the program, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. But even when the program is over, you feel free to reach out to us if you're in need of prayer, 305-992-9537. And we would love uh, to pray uh, for you or pray with you. I know that these are tough times in which we're living in. But we just want you to know that you are definitely uh, not alone. The Lord loves you. He has a plan for your life. And continue to focus on him. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. You guys have a great day.